Hi again. I'm back in Disney World. It is Sunday, November 7th. And I wasn't going to do a trip report for this trip because my main goal in coming here was to try out the new Genie Plus system and figure it out so I could update all of my old FastPass posts. posts. Sorry, it's early in the morning. But so much else happened that I felt I had to record it or I would forget all of the things I wanted to say. So um, I'm going to start by saying that you know, I booked this trip at the last minute and I really had a trouble finding somewhere to stay. Um, I wanted a hotel that gave me early theme park admission. So if you're staying at a Disney-owned resort or select properties on Disney Resort property, that you get into the theme parks 30 minutes early every day. So this replaces the early morning well, extra magic hours, I guess. Um, And the Disney resorts were pretty much booked because this is Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. And and that is the return of Run Disney. It's the first Run Disney event since the pandemic. So it was real popular and um, hard to find somewhere to stay. Originally, I had both nights booked at the Waldorf Astoria, which is a Hilton property. I was able to use my a stash of Hilton points to book a night there. And it is one of the resorts that gives you early admission to the parks. However, I realized that the transportation was going to be a struggle from there because I wanted to be able to take a break in the middle of the day. And busing to and from there is a bit harder than if you stay at a Disney resort where the buses are more frequent and you're closer, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I kept tabs on availability and a night at the Swan popped up for Saturday to Sunday. And I did take that because the Swan is walking distance to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios and um, offers better transportation options. And because I'm just here for one day and I didn't want to spend a lot of time on a bus, etc., um, I did that. And I'm really glad that I did because it made yesterday go so well. And um, it was a wise choice. And because my flight came in kind of late on Friday night, I decided to stay at the airport at the Hyatt at the airport. And so I used a free night certificate that had been sitting in my account for a while to stay at the Hyatt. So I'm going to do a separate podcast episode on the Swan and Dolphin, because I posted on Instagram yesterday some pictures from the Swan and noted that, you know, with Magical Express going away, um, that other resorts are becoming more interesting to me. A big perk of staying at the Disney-owned resorts was Magical Express, where I didn't have to think about transportation to and from the hotel. That's going away, so it kind of opens up possibilities for other places. And I have stayed at the Dolphin before and liked it. I hadn't stayed at the Swan, so it was a good chance to try it out. So that episode is coming soon. However, the next thing I'm going to do is address uh, Disney Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes. Um, this is the replacement for FastPass. It's essentially a p- paid FastPass system. It's very complicated. I have lots of thoughts. Okay, so my first thing is that I linked my Swan reservation to my, my Disney Experience account and any resort that gives you extra benefits of staying there, you're able to link to your My Disney Experience account, whether that be the Waldorf Astoria or the um, Swan or Dolphin or the oh, Hilton Bonnet Creek and yada yada, all the Disney Springs resorts. Um, and so I linked it before I left. Well, the benefit of doing that, in addition to getting into the parks early, is that you can start making your 
Disney Genie Plus Lightning Lane selections. <laughs> so complicated. At 7 a.m. that morning. Anyone who's not staying at one of these resorts that has special privileges, basically, has to wait until the park opens. And in this case, that was 9 a.m. at Hollywood Studios. So I went to do this. I set the alarm. I'm, I'm on the app at 7 a.m. I go to make the selections and they say, you can't do this because you don't have a qualifying resort reservation. Well, I do. But for some reason, my Disney experience was not recognizing it. And I would go and try to link it again, and it would say, it's already linked. So clearly, this is a glitch in their system. So that leaves me frustrated. I, I can't make any of the reservations in the morning. And um, like I said, I'm going to go into depth with G- Disney Genie Plus and Lightning Lane on my next podcast episode. So if you don't know what in the world I'm talking about, <laughs> check back with me soon. And I'm going to explain all this, and I'm going to do blog posts on it. However... Just know that I was very frustrated because I couldn't make the selections that I wanted to. So I arrive at Hollywood Studios at 8.30, and that is what time it opens to um, people staying at these resorts. And so I go to get in, and they're like, it doesn't come up. The reservation doesn't come up. So I say, they have to scan your magic band or your theme park admission to, to let you in early. And I say, well, I, I know I'm having a problem. So they were really great. And they just said, can you just show us some confirmation, email or something? And so I had linked it to the um, Marriott Bonvoy app. So I just showed them my reservation in there, and they let me right in, which was great. So my plan with all of this was to... I wanted to go and ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway first thing. That is one of the paid, um, individual paid Lightning Lane selections in Genie Plus, where you have to buy a separate, basically, pass in order to get in the Lightning Lane for that attraction. And one of my main tips for avoiding having to pay for that is to go straight to one of these attractions first thing in the morning. Um, and you will not have to deal with that lightning lane pass. For, okay, gathering my thoughts. So <laughs> uh, my plan was to go and do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and then seek out help for my technical problems. So I did that, and I was in line at like 8.34. Um, it was about a 15, 16-minute wait, so totally manageable. And in the line, I was talking with a nice couple asking them their thoughts about Genie Plus, and they had been here for a few days and they'd had time to try it out. Um, And they gave me interesting thoughts, which I'm going to share in that episode. However, they also told me that they arrived at Hollywood Studios prior to 8 a.m. And when they got there, they were already letting people in to go to Rise of the Resistance. So they had already been on and off of Rise of the Resistance when they got in line with me at Mickey and Minnie's at 8.30 whatever, um, which I thought was amazing. So they did not have to purchase uh, individual Lightning Lane passes for either of those attractions because they knocked them both out before 9 a.m., which is when the park opened to other guests. So that is a great tip. And I believe they're going to keep they're going to keep doing that for as long as there is huge demand for that attraction, which I see being that way for a long, long time. Um, So Definitely, if you can, get yourself to the park at 8, even though the the opening time is 8.30, and um, you will be able to ride that without having to spend $15, it was the day that I visited, to buy the uh, individual Lightning Lane Pass. 
Gosh, I hope they come up with a better name for this because it is a mouthful. Um, anyway, I did go, I actually asked a cast member when I was in line for Mickey Minnie's, like, where do I go for help with Genie Plus? And he told me there is um, guest experience tent set up um, right very close to that attraction, kind of at the end, like right where you would turn to go to uh, Tower of Terror. There's that intersection right there. And um, that's where the tent was. But I saw tents all over the parks. So really just if you're having trouble with Genie Plus or tech or anything, ask a cast member, where can I go to find guest experience tent and they'll show you and they were everywhere at Magic Kingdom as well. So at least they're being proactive and they know it's a new system and people are going to have trouble with it. So I went over there and Curran was the cast member and he basically just made everything right. He said, Oh, I see why it, it didn't link right. You have some duplicate my Disney experience account and it's just a glitch on their end. So he was able to link the my Swan Reservation Resort correctly. And then I said, and this is what is so helpful when you approach a cast member is you just just ask for what you want, basically, what will fix it. <laughs> and I said, you know, all I wanted was to be able to make a lightning lane time for Slinky Dog Dash that was in the morning because I'm going to be park hopping to Magic Kingdom this afternoon. And at that point, it was nine. Um, the earliest Lightning Lane passes for Slinky Dog were already at like seven at night. So this is a thing with Genie Plus that I'm going to advise about is, um, anyway, I'm going to go into that in another episode. So I said to him, I would just love a Slinky Dog reservation sometime in the morning. That was my goal. My other goal was to be able to buy a um, paid pass for Rise of Resistance for sometime in the morning as well. And um, that just helps them know how to fix the problem and make it right for you. And so he was like, okay, so I paid for the for the fast pass, sorry, for the Lightning Lane pass right there with my card. And he he said, I'm not able to do this all the time, but because of your problems, um, I'm just giving you a Lightning Lane pass for rides that's good anytime and the same for Slinky Dog. So that made it a lot easier for me to be able to do them whenever. And I said, thank you so much. Like you made it right. I know there's going to be glitches and I was super frustrated, but now I feel better. And so I went on my way. So I grabbed some breakfast and then I went right to Slinky Dog and um, did that. And then I went over to, it's very close to um, Galaxy's Edge. So I went over to Galaxy's Edge and on my way to do Rise of Resistance, I stopped in at Ogus Cantina because um, like most dining reservations, people will cancel at the last minute before the 24-hour window. And so the day before, I was trying desperately to grab a reservation for Ogus Cantina sometime before two when I was going to park hop. And there was yet another glitch on the Disney system where they were only showing that Ogus Cantina was open for dinner. Now, I know it's open all day, but there was some glitch on the Disney site and in the app where they were showing it wasn't, there was no availability. So lots of openings had popped up for the evening as they're prone to do, but I couldn't see any of the availability for the morning, though I knew there were reservations there. So that left me again frustrated. So I just stopped at Ogus Cantina. I said, hey, look, you know, there was this glitch yesterday. Um, I knew there were openings in the morning and I, it's just one person, like, is there anything you can do? And they're basically like, no. There's nothing we can do. Um, so this just shows the nature of you can you can always ask at Disney, and and generally if they can do anything they will. But this, I mean, she was insistent that like really there was nothing that they could do to get me in. She said, do however keep checking back every hour on the hour. More cancellations generally come up, and um, 
she also showed me that I was going about finding the reservations wrong. I was, I didn't know how to find Ogus Cantina in my Disney experience. And she showed me how there's a search function at the bottom of it. And I could just search for Ogus Cantina and it would take me right to the place where I could look for the reservations in the app because I've never been able to find that. They, they generally don't come up with the regular dining reservations. I maybe they're going to fix that and it will, but, um, when they first opened, it wasn't there. And so I was used to going to the Disney site and on the browser and making the reservation there. And that was still not working yesterday. So I did then an hour later go in and was able to get a reservation, but it wasn't until 9.15 at night. I was like, how bad do I want to go to this? <laughs> and I thought, I think I want to go to it pretty bad because I really like the cantina. I've only been one time um, right after it opened. So I did take that reservation and that altered my plans for the day a little bit. But I went and did Rise. I, I did a few more attractions at Hollywood Studios and um, ate lunch at Docking Bay 7 in in um Galaxy's Edge because they have completely changed the menu there since the last time that I went and I wanted to update some pictures with recent food and it was great. The food there is awesome. Um, it looks really weird and the dessert particularly looked so weird. I'm going to post a picture on my Instagram account and you can tell me if you think it looks disgusting or not because to me I think it's so not aesthetic. It tasted really good but I'm like couldn't they just make this look a little bit lo less like a train wreck? I mean it, it looks gross. Anyway, I digress. So um, at that point, I was exhausted. And um, I had started, however, making Lightning Lane selections for my afternoon at Magic Kingdom. So you can indicate in Genie Plus if you're park hopping, and then that will let you start making um, lightning lane selections for later in the day when you are going to be park hopping. So this, I'm going to f flesh out how you do this in the Genie Plus episode. But um, I was thought, you know, I know that the it's a busy day and I know that the lightning lane reservations are starting to go quickly and there wasn't really much else I wanted to do at Hollywood Studios. So early in, in the morning at maybe 10, 10.30, I think it was 10.45, I started making, I, I made my first um, selection for Magic Kingdom for the afternoon. And that was the the Jingle Cruise. They're doing the holiday version of the Jungle Cruise and the they were going quickly. So the earliest time at that point was four. So I grabbed that knowing that I really wanted to do the Jingle Cruise because I don't think I'd ever done that. Um, so I went back to the hotel in the afternoon and I set a timer on my phone because once you make a um, lightning lane selection, so if I made one at 10.45, two hours later... So that would be at 1245, I could make another one. And every 120 minutes, you can make another one. So that does allow you to accumulate them throughout the day. By the time I actually went to Magic Kingdom that, that late afternoon, early evening, I had three lined up because of that 120 minute rule. So that is something that is a must note. There are many things that you must know about this system <laughs> in order to get your money's worth out of it. So um, that is good fodder for um, more podcast episodes. So um, I had started making my selection. So I got one for the, junk, the Jingle Cruise. My timer went off at 1245. I got one for what? Um, Peter Pan. They were also going quickly. And then later on, before I went back, I got another one for Pirates. And um, so I had those lined up when I went and they were all in really rapid succession. I was able to time them up so so that I got them all done like bang, bang, bang when I got there in the, in the evening. So I rested at the Swan. Now, getting to Magic Kingdom from the Swan and Dolphin 
is a challenge and it's a drawback of staying here is that the buses from here don't drop you at the main bus loop where all the other Disney buses drop you off. They drop you at the transportation ticket center. So that, if you didn't research that and know that ahead of time, you might be majorly disappointed by that, that you're not getting the same kind of bus service to Magic Kingdom. However, there's a way around that. Um, from the door of the Swan, it took me five minutes to walk to the Boardwalk bus stop at the Boardwalk Resort, and those buses do drop you at the front of Magic Kingdom. So that is what I would recommend doing just to go to Magic Kingdom. Now, I'm a fast walker, so it might take you eight minutes, but <laughs> it's still worth it because it's going to save you probably 20, 25 minutes of a transportation from the TTC to get to Magic Kingdom gates. So highly recommend doing that. So I got right over to Magic Kingdom and was able to do those attractions. After you redeem, once you like check in to redeem a Lightning Lane selection, it is like FastPass where you're generally able to go in and make another one after you redeem one. So as soon as I got on Jingle Cruise, I went in and made another reservation for Small World. I made then another reservation for Haunted Mansion. After that one, I checked in for my next one. So understanding how the system works is going to help you really get a lot out of it. So in my short time at Magic Kingdom, I was there from 4.30 and then the fireworks were at 8. I did five attractions that were all very desirable ones and ate dinner and stopped in and had some coffee and warmed up because it was super cold and I did not dress appropriately and I needed hot beverage <laughs> to warm up inside. <laughs> so I also was planning to do attractions that were mostly all inside because I was so cold. Um, I have to say something about the Jingle Cruise. I had the best skipper I've ever had on the Jungle Cruise. She was a young gal and um, I was laughing so hard. I was almost crying by the end of it. Like she was so talented and so great. And that is just to point out that the, that the Jungle Cruise just depends on the skipper that you get. I've had some skippers before that were so lame and boring. I was like, really? This is the ride? She was hysterical. So um I hope you get a good skipper when you, when you go. And the Jingle Cruise is hysterical. Like they really change it all up for Christmas. It's a very different experience. The overlay is really fun. So I recommend doing that um, even if you've been on the Jungle Cruise tons and tons of times. Um, so then I went and got in place for the fireworks. So the show starts at eight and this is the new show Enchantments. I think it's called. I can't keep track of all these names. Disney Enchantment, I think. No, maybe not. Oh, God, forgive me if I get the name wrong. The new fireworks show at Magic Kingdom. Um, the, what's, what's interesting about it is that projections on the castle have been the norm for a while, but now they're doing projections down Main Street. And so I knew I wanted to watch it within Main Street so I could be um, see all of those projections. And so I would say I was about, I don't know, a quarter of the way down Main Street from the railway station. So I was pretty far back. And you know what? It was the best spot to watch it. I, it was amazing. Now, if you listen to my last trip report, you know, I'm not a fan of Harmonious, the new show at Epcot. Like I, it was a major bummer to me. I was really disappointed. I had low expectations going into this one because of that. And I was like, because is this just the direction we're going with Disney nighttime shows? Oh, no, it wasn't at all. So I loved this fireworks show. I think it's more like wishes than the previous show was. And um, that is a good thing. It's sentimental. It's <laughs> I am such a sap. It, it was like going to make me cry. It was so well done. And the projections down Main Street, 
really were outstanding. They make you feel like you're in it because the projections are all around you. And um, ooh, it was so good. Um, so I have nothing but great things to say about the new show at Magic Kingdom, whatever it's called. Um, it ended at 8.15 and I was able to just boogie right out of there and go get a bus to back to Hollywood Studios so I could go to Oga's Cantina. And I was a little nervous about all this transportation because anytime you try and do like advanced transportation stuff, there's potential for it to go wrong and become a pain in the butt. But it didn't. So as soon as I got to the Hollywood Studios bus line, there were a lot of other people who were going back there before it closed. The bus came right away. I was over there with plenty of time to spare. So um, that went well, I'm happy to report. And I had never been to Galaxy's Edge at night. It's a totally different experience at night. So the park closes technically at nine. However, there were Ogus Cantina reservations up until 9.45. So don't think that just because the park is closed that it's actually closed. It's not. You can still eat and drink, shop, um, do all the things. Um, so my reservation was at 9.15. I kind of cruised around and took a bunch of pictures at night in Galaxy's Edge because it's so cool. Like no one was really there. It looked abandoned and the light, the lighting was really neat. You could hear all the sound, all the background sounds, which you can't hear normally during the day because there's so many people and so much other noise. But oh, wow, it was a totally different experience. So if you've never been to Galaxy's Edge at night, particularly after the park closes, that's a really fun time to go. There were lots of people doing photo ops with lightsabers. Um, no one else was around, so they could like take these awesome pictures pictures with like two different colored lightsabers with um, the props in the background with the um, Millennium Falcon in the background. It is a really cool thing to do. Ogus Cantina was great. It's way toned down because of the pandemic. Normally when I, well, when I'd been there before, there were all kinds of antics and like cast members would do songs and clapping and get up on tables. And like, it was intense. Um, they're not doing that because of the pandemic. It is more just like a regular bar experience, but the drinks are super fun. Um, very expensive, but totally worth it for the atmosphere. You're definitely paying for the atmosphere. And um, and that was it. And then I did catch a boat back to the Swan because my feet were oh so tired. And um, yeah, the boats run for an hour after park closing. So I did get a boat pretty close to 10. And um, I don't know if there was another one after that. So just be careful <laughs> that you will have to walk if you miss that last boat, if you stay um, too little too late at Hollywood Studios. So I'm not doing anything this morning other than catching my flight home, but I hope that trip report, well, didn't make your head spin in terms of Genie Plus. Um, fear not. More explanation, better explanation is coming soon. And um, yeah, I had a great time. I'm so lucky to be able to do this. Thank you for everyone who visits my site and has bought, you know, a cheat sheet from me, dining cheat sheet or a course or anything, because you are supporting me being able to have this just incredible life that I'm so grateful for. So um, thanks again for listening. Have a great day.